Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Three Idiots in the Star Wars podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Landon about something he truly does not understand, the politics of the prequel trilogy. Now, but today we're going to be talking about uh, the Confederacy of Independent Systems and if they were in the right, the wrong, the Republic, if they were in the right or the wrong, the gray areas of the politics of the prequel trilogy. I'm joined by Alex and Landon, as per usual. Hello, Hello. everyone. Hello. And we're also joined by Ben. Hello, hello. The, the fourth oh my idiot. Gosh. The, the, fourth the honorary idiot. fourth idiot. The, the fourth three idiots idiot. and Ben. Yes, welcome back, Ben. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Yes. We look forward to being joined by you to let Landon know how important episode one, two, exactly. three oh, are to Star Wars. It's my sole duty in life <laughs> to educate those on the politics. Educate the those who are uneducated. Yes. Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk politics of Star Wars. Real life sucks. All right. So, <laughs> I guess we wanted to kick this off with just kind of talking about why the confederacy of independent systems started leaving the republic uh does anyone have like a strong idea i know i have an idea of why they started leaving but it's probably different than anybody else's so alex you want you wanted to talk about this the most so let's have you kick it off yeah um so i mean do you want me to start with why i think they left yeah yeah let's start there yeah so i think there's a variety of reasons i think one of the biggest reasons was sort of how I guess like the Senate was laid out and sort of how they wouldn't touch like the outer rim at all and sort of Jedi having so much power. Like I think there were a lot of reasons and they were all pretty valid reasons as to why they would want to leave. Like obviously I'm sure a lot of it was like financially and economically like motivated, but to an extent like there were real issues and that's why a lot of like those separatist planets did side with the separatists and it's not like they were sort of forced into it. A lot of those people did like believe the same things like the separatists as a whole did. And that's like why they had so much backing and support because like they couldn't fund a war for that long and like sort of, I don't know, build up their armies and everything as big as they did without like some kind of support in one way or another. Like they obviously needed support of their like respective planets where um, I'm sure there were plenty of reasons and pretty valid reasons at that. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, I don't think when the CIS decided to leave, all right, I, just, I don't even know if they were really the Confederacy of Independent Systems before the war, but I think before the war started, they wanted to leave just because they didn't like the idea of like a big government, you know? This is just kind of like a, I don't know, like having just one core planet of Coruscant govern every single planet in a whole yeah in the middle of their system and like i said they don't touch the outer rim um yeah the senate was constantly like ineffective and doesn't like really i don't know just not productive at all like they've sort of discussed that in like the movies and like the clone wars and stuff where there were a lot of yeah. issues with that heck they even hit on that in the the lego game the new lego game if you're padme and you get one of the kyber bricks she says Great. I will go bring this back to the Senate so we can discuss this and act upon it with by doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think like that's why it was so easy for Palpatine to rise to power because they wanted someone that would just do like the things for them because they were so lazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just needed someone to take charge, and they were like, sure, I guess we're going this way. Yeah, so I I think that's part of it. Yeah, those systems that didn't believe in having the Republic govern them, especially, like you said, the Outer Rim territories, like they wanted to be their own government, you know, and there's so many different types of, like, species out there that they all have their different values and morals, you know? Yeah, for sure. Govern their people how they want to govern their people. They don't want this Republic saying, no, morally wrong to me, so you have to feel that same way, which I feel like is why a lot of them left. Yeah, like I said, that's definitely a valid reason. Yeah, so I don't we're know. We're I mean, all of the planets, uh, I don't want to say all the planets, but like, were all the planets part of them before a lot of the Confederacy, confederacy started leaving? Mm-hmm. Like planets, planets like Tatooine that were owned and governed by the huts or not owned like i said stuff in the outer rim was not touched as far as yeah they they kind of ran and that that gets touched in a lot of star wars media where it's like the outer rim like hut space is really you know the republic and and you know they they didn't really have anything to do out there because it's just like it's the wild west really so like Mm -hmm. they kind of just left you know all the drug or not like the the slum lords and and the yeah and the like that's why slavery and, was allowed there still yeah right as touched on in the prequel or in the phantom menace yeah, yeah because and, um padme's like she didn't like know slavery was like still allowed and right. they were like beyond the reach of the republic so that's why it yeah. was and that line it like where she's like i didn't know slavery was still allowed out here you know it's like that just shows how small of a galaxy view that the Republic really has and how much control they truly have over their galaxy. They don't really govern anything, even though it's just like, it it seems like a bunch of pretenders. And that's why I feel like a lot of the Confederacy, or I guess, I don't want to keep calling them the Confederacy, but the the planets that seceded from the Republic, that's kind of why they did. Yeah, let's just call them either the CIS or the uh, Separatists, I guess. Separatist is a good word because I think the CIS is more their war name, which I think we're talking we're talking before the war. Yeah, true. Yeah, we're talking in general about like what led up to the war, I guess. Well, I mean, I yeah. I don't know if you can really say that the the Confederate or sorry, I keep saying Confederacy too. The um, <laughs> you know, the Separatists. I don't think you can like say that they ever really were, you know, a like. All their actions always had, you know, signs of war towards them, you know, and it it starts, it really starts with the blockade because the blockade, um, I'm pretty sure was orchestrated by Palpatine in order to prove the ineffectiveness of, of the Republic and their unwillingness to actually do anything to help anyone. So yeah, Yeah, correct. And it did prove correct because like, look what they did. They sent two Jedi to basically try to stop that entire thing yeah and then yeah. later on like they needed the naboo starfighters to basically take it down on them like by themselves because the republic like, did not care and would not like actually send any sort of troops or firepower to help them other yeah, than two they, jedi they had to have too much like conversation instead of actual instead of action like instead of they they, they wanted to send a um like a what what was it like another set of ambassadors to go and Check out the system to see if the Neb, what is it, Nebuians, if you would call the them, Nebu- the Nebu- were actually suffering and stuff like that. 
was like the, uh, and then when she blamed Newt Gunray, he was like, Newt Gunray's an extremist. This is incredible, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like they're just trying anything to make sure that they're not doing stuff like that. So it's just, yeah, it's the Phantom Menace does a fantastic job of showing how the Republic started splitting because I mean, as it says in the opening crawl that Landon has never read, it says the Republic started taxing, <laughs> taxing the trade routes, which is what made Newt Gunray. Well, I mean, he was more of an extremist because of Palpatine kind of talking in his ear, right. but like sets up the blockade around Naboo to kind of um, protest these, the, the taxation, like the higher taxes on the routes. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, it doesn't do anything. Naboo is suffering and the Republic who is supposed to be this government that should orchestrate like a party to go and help free them from this blockade or at least talk to it. They're just like, no, this isn't how it works. And then the bureaucrats take over and then Palpatine's plan comes to fruition, which is kind of fun to see. But yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like the catalyst. They don't like the Republic saying, hey, you need to pay more taxes. And it's like, you don't even do anything out here. And they kind of show that. And then I think that power struggle well not isn't really a power struggle but that that move by newt gunray is kind of what spurs a lot of other systems to say dang the republic really isn't that strong it, they, they literally had to have their planet's defenses take down the whole blockade exactly from like 20 of those like droid control ships to one <laughs> so, true and i mean it also showed though like how strong that droid army really was as well yeah and that, like, the Separatists could defend themselves and expand as needed. No, I'm just yeah, saying... Yeah, they decided to leave. I'm just saying yeah. the Gungans win that easy. Newt Cumrag's got nothing on, uh, nothing on the, <laughs> the boobs. Own that fraud. <laughs> has nothing on the boobs. Wow. The boobs. I never thought I would ever hear in my life. Yeah, I think what got me there that was surprising was Newt Cumrag. Yeah, that kind of came out. That's about? a new one. I haven't I, heard that. I said Newt Gunray. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, turn this on as I see. Yeah, you guys are weird. Get your mind out of the gutter, you weirdos. Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so I guess we've kind of talked about how the Republic has been weakened and how the Separatists have they've kind of grown in strength and then they decide to come together. And then I, I don't, how do you think, or does it really explain how the war started in the movies to you guys? Or how do you think the war, um, the clone war actually starts? How, what, what do you think led to that? What what do you Um, you mean by that? Like, what do you mean as a whole? Well, it all starts with a Darth Jar Jar, of course. (laughs) I guess I'll start off with, thoughts on this and maybe you guys will spur some other things from it so i don't think the um the separatists wanted to go to war per se i think they wanted to just you know govern themselves and everything but the republic kept trying to push to keep them in so eventually they defended themselves by just kind of building up their own armies like their own droid armies kind of like the nemoidians did uh, like new gunray and all them like yeah. personal droid armies for defense in case the republic tried to, you know, force them to do something, even though they weren't going to do that. And then I think what happened was 
uh, Count Dooku, when he saw that the Jedi were following politics more than the force, he left that and he was saying, it's time for a regime change. I don't think the Republic is strong enough. And Palpatine was like, hey, I can teach you to become a Sith and then you can be able to manipulate a bunch of people and create the galaxy the way you want it well, to be. Well, actually, so I think I, I'm not sure that's entirely entirely true. It looks like, um, you know, once... It makes sense, though, does it not? Uh, the whole reason... So, Dooku... Well, I guess. But, like, Dooku founded the uh, the, the CIS. And, you know, he, he began this entire separatist crisis. Um, and, and, like, he, he was the one that had this address towards all these... Um, planets and to to try and unite them against the republic so he he was the one who really started it like started the uh secession of all the the planets leaving the republic i'm not sure if he was fully um down to join or was a part of palpatine at that point but i don't know Okay. No, I'm, yeah, I, completely... I yeah, I get what you mean. Um, something I think we should delve into a little bit more is like Dooku and sort of his leadership, and sort of like what was different about him than like Palpatine or any of the other Sith lords. Well, like you said earlier, Alex, he's much more level-headed than any other yeah. Sith. Lord. He he wanted to follow the Force. He wanted to make sure that every. But he was kind of, you know, like Kiati Mundi says, he is a political idealist, mm-hmm. which is yeah. honestly kind of true. At least, like, to an extent, murderer. he's a political so. idealist and a murderer, rather than yeah. Yeah, it's, not a murderer. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, that well, guy's got a big, big dome, you know, and God, he's just, you know, in the movie specifically, he's just such an imbecile, man. Kiati Mundi is just so dumb. Yeah. Wait, wait. But what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah, good <laughs> At point. least he was considerate for that. Yeah. Um, God, it, it just feels also, like whenever kind of, he talks, he's just he's so... He's, like, wrong on everything he says. He, You know, I guess he had it coming. Yeah, episode 3, he had it coming. Yeah, he oh, really that's did. That's all I got to say. <laughs> he always had it coming. Right. Um, yeah, like, back on the topic of Dooku, though, um, like, I, I would kind of agree in if you uh, remember back to Attack of the Clones when he captures Obi-Wan and he straight up tells him like, yeah, there's a there's a Sith Lord and you better watch out for him and you should join me. Like, yeah. like, yeah, that's kind of like, like, you know, a typical Sith, like a like a typical Sith would. But like he's like outing his master. He's like, hey, uh, you know, something's going to be happening and I want you to know. Because you know, I trained Qui Gon. Qui Gon trained you. Maybe you'll, you'll see. Yeah, like we have that connection sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe you'll see the truth behind all this, and you'll be able to help stop something from happening. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think straight um, up tells Obi Wan to not think about it too much because he's just <laughs> he's like trying to manipulate people, and he was he was correct all along. Yeah, he wasn't right. even trying to manipulate him. He was just no. trying to actually warn him because <laughs> yeah, he knew what was coming. Yeah. And I don't think he wanted the Jedi to like become extinct like they did. Like oh, I don't no. think that was ever his goal, especially since no. he had a lot of people he cared about in the Jedi. Well, I mean, also, yeah. to be fair, he he never intended on being, you know, killed by Anakin. 
Because his, yeah. his, thought, his thought process was uh, he was going to get captured and then sent to prison and then basically wait out until Palpatine took control and then he'd be free from prison. Yeah, I think he was still going to be part of the plan where like they manipulate Anakin, turn him to the dark side, and end the war, basically. And yeah. Dooku was supposed to be released then at the end of the war. But obviously that didn't work out so well for him. Well. First he lost his hands, then he lost his head. Precisely. All within a matter of minutes. Minutes? Really tough Literally a minute. a minute. Yeah, you get the point. Maybe like 30 seconds. Yeah, but, I think it's like 28.7. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> sure, yeah, let's go with that. Um, but sort of building on Dooku, um, something that just is really interesting about him is obviously like the dark side of the Force like isn't inherently evil. And I think he's a very good example of that, where I don't think he is entirely or inherently evil. I think he does a lot of bad things to sort of, like, see the results that he wants, where, yeah. like, sort of similar to the Jedi in a sense. Obviously, I don't think the Jedi go to, it like, as extreme of lengths to, like, get what they want, but they definitely do some not great things to a lot of people in order to sort of meet their end goal. Um, so yeah. I think he still is, like, very Jedi-like and sort of him leaving the order and sort of turning, I guess, in a sense to the dark side is more so just a combination of him trying to unlock the full potential that a force-like wielder can have rather than him becoming like a real Sith Lord and sort of with that um, really becoming like this figurehead and um, like powerful leader for the Separatists um, so they have like someone to sort of like believe in and I don't know, I guess put all their eggs in one basket for him in a way. Yeah. No, he's definitely like a good, a leader of that too, because I mean, I mean, I mean, it makes sense that he took them to war because he was like the one who brought them all together. And then it, I mean, really though, if you think it was all just a means to the end of where Palpatine seizes power in the end, but mm -hmm. right. I mean, Dooku, poor Dooku, was manipulated, as was everybody under Palpatine. Where Dooku, he was such a smart guy, but he was still used. Yeah, I think he may have thought he was as powerful as Palpatine is the issue. Where I yeah. think maybe there was some arrogance there. And not realizing yeah. that Palpatine had every single like possible scenario mapped out already. Yeah, he had every contingency plan for it. I mean... Dooku should have known that when he was told by Palpatine to go hijack uh, Sifo-Dyas' Order of the Clones. Like, yeah. how are you knowing that you're going to need this many clone troopers to, uh, like, fight this threat that we don't even know is here yet, you know? And then, True. And then Palpatine sends Dooku off to coordinate all the Separatists and get them together to make the Confederacy of Independent Systems. And they go to war, and the Republic needs an answer... And the team's like, yo, grant me power, and I'll just magically summon this army that I've actually been planning for, like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just kind of, yeah, it's it's really, it's it's a very elaborate scheme, and only Palpatine could have pulled that off. Which is Yeah, cool. and that's, like, sort of what sets Palpatine apart from any of the other villains in Star Wars. Or he was always it's really, multiple steps ahead. Or it's really Jar Jar whose planet was. True. Because he's the one who gave him the <laughs> emergency. Uh, emergency powers. I'm yeah. just saying, is Jar Binks no. actually Kiati Moody? Oh, well, no, because he has an eleven he, head. Jar Jar 
hands are above his forehead. This is true. Well, and, and, and Jar Jar actually uh, contributes to the plot, but you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Landon? No, I don't. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Famous Jar Jar yeah. quote. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But I guess overall, I mean, the Separatists, I don't think they're evil. I mean, they just didn't like the corruptness of the Republic and how ineffective it was, and they wanted to have their own body of government, which I respect. You know, can't really have one group in charge of billions. You know, like well, that's it work that way. There's too many different thoughts. There's too many different opinions. It's like you kind of have to have smaller government, which yeah, as um. As Newt Cumray once said, uh, his, his final his final words actually were, you know, the war is over, Lord Sidious promised us peace. We only want... Ah! Um, so, like, he, you know... The, the, There's the rest of that quote there, bud. Well, he, he oh, died. that's it. He died. That's when he just goes... Oh. Uh, okay, and insert getting slashed by Darth Vader. Yeah, uh, so yeah. he... Okay, that makes know, sense. They all they wanted was was peace, you know. Yeah, they. I think the, everyone still technically wanted the same outcome. Is the thing for sure. Yeah, the problem is Palpatine was like twenty steps ahead of all of them. Like it reminds me of that meme of the old of the that one Pixar short of the old man playing chess with himself. Yes. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like Palpatine playing both sides of the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah, he controls Dooku, who controls the CIS, and he's the head of it. Which is honestly. Like, Dar- not to go legends on you guys, but Darth Bane would be so proud of that rule of two. Them, the two Sith galaxy being just in control of literally everything. That's just super cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, quick question on the topic of, um, of, of Dooku. Did he leave the Jedi Order before the Phantom Menace? No. Uh, was it, it was shortly it was, it was It was between... Episodes one and two. I believe it was very short. Oh, I because obviously we never saw him. He was just sort of on his own because Qui Gon was already a little bit older at that point. I sort of assumed he left maybe a few years prior to the Phantom Menace. I mean, and, he could have because he was. You have to remember he had to be or he had to have time to not only organize all of this stuff but also study the dark side of the Force. Like you don't just automatically like unlock that really. I guess well, Anakin did, also, which is sort of a plot error, but a plot hole. <laughs> he also had to. What do you mean? There are no plot holes in the prequels. You're so right. Well, he still had to be a part of the um, order when he hijacked Sifo Dyas and went with him. What? Well, um, well, according to this, uh, you know, because in the Clone Wars they say there were two Jedi that went there. So, uh, according to this. Count Dooku was a political idealist. The corruption of the Galactic Senate as well as the traditions of the Jedi disillusioned him, causing Dooku to voluntarily leave the Order and return to his homeworld, where he reclaimed title of Count and Heritage as nobleman after overthrowing his corrupt brother. Interesting. Well, so that sounds like that takes a bit of time, in my opinion. Uh, And then, you know, unknown to the Jedi, however... Duke, uh, unknown to the Jedi, however, Dooku not only renounced their ways, but his commitment to the light side of the Force as well. Uh, having sworn his allegiance to Darth Sidious, Dooku became the Dark Lord's apprentice and adopted the secret name Darth Tyrannus. 
So it doesn't really give us a timeline, though. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Okay, it was after. Or, no, it was before. Because I looked up, um, a, like, a timeline type thing. So Count Dooku left the Order in 40 BBY or 42 BBY before the Battle of Yavin. And the Phantom Menace takes place 32 BBY, so 32 years before the Battle of Yavin. So he left, I guess, 10 years before the events of the Phantom Menace. Okay. That, that does make sense because that would give him roughly, what do you think, like 30 years? Maybe not quite, but about 30 years uh, to organize the Separatist movement and to learn the dark side of the Force and take his throne back, I guess. Back well, what's crazy, too, is that it says um, in another article that Count Dooku spent 70 years as a Jedi. So that means he was like... Yeah, he's old. Not got killed by Anakin. <laughs> Almost as old as uh, he was in real life. Oh, yeah. kind of wild. That is kind of crazy. So he was very old. Jeez, he would have been like 80 to 90 years old in Revenge of the Sith. That's kind of crazy. Dang. And, well, no. Yeah, I mean, he, he just got beat up by like a twenty-year-old. Of course, he's gonna lose. Yeah, that's not a fair fight. Well, I mean, first he, first he, he gives him the old one-two and chops off. First, Count Dooku chops off Anakin's hand when he's like, how old was he in uh, Attack of the Clones? Like twenty, like nineteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and so he, he was, was, he was. Yeah, I don't think he's funny yet, but. He was out here beating on a fresh young adult. Yeah, plus they double teamed him. Oh, and he's like, yeah, you're no match for me at at. No, Obviously, years the old. dark side of the force does make so, you significantly stronger. I, I do have some knowledge now. It's so a quicker means to an end. Qui-Gon, yes, let's hear the knowledge. Qui-Gon Jinn died in 32 BBY. Um, wow, it's like that's when I said the Phantom Menace takes place. Yeah, but Count Dooku Don't. left... I, uh, shut up! <laughs> Count Dooku left the order in 42 BBY, so it would be oh, before. That's exactly what it's he like. Said. I literally just said that. <laughs> Not more than five. Nope. Shut five up. minutes. Yeah, before. that is exactly what he that. had said. Shut up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is exactly what I said. That is oh indeed exactly what you said. All right. Well, you know, guys, we found that Landon's. St- does not understand the prequel trilogy. Yeah, and well, apparently doesn't listen apparently. to what we talk about either. <laughs> it's getting lost in the politics. Oh my god. Landon, yeah, that you are just too comedic. Oh no, I'm I'm not brave enough for politics. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Literally all the time. Alright, yeah. do you want to plug the uh, Twitter quick? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you guys let us know what you think if the the separatists were justified in leaving, who you think was truly the bad guy of the Republic versus the separatists. I mean, even if there was a bad guy, or, I mean, we all know the penultimate bad guy was Palpatine, but if you guys want to share your thoughts on that, just let us know, DM us, tweet at us at 3 idiots star wars. Three- also let us know yeah. your favorite uh politicians in star wars too we can get it we can maybe get a get a poll going of of who the favorites are the fan favorites. hottest politicians oh, yeah. bail organa's a baddie this is fact <laughs> i actually um my favorite would be the et people so yes uh, <laughs> i really like that, that's a- jar jar binks oh that's a- stop it i'm this this is supposed to be a pg channel <laughs>
Oh, not anymore. Too aroused. Oh, uh, this is uh, this is getting a little uh, a little too spicy for me. Mm. I can understand that. Senator Jar Jar does make me feel some type of way. Oh, he's got <laughs> me feeling some type of way. Especially when he gives you those emergency powers. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can also <laughs> uh, you can also send us an email at three idiots uh, sw at gmail .com. All these things will be linked in the description. Uh, so make sure to follow us. Uh, keep in touch with uh, when we drop podcasts. Uh, if we have any other things, you know, news related stuff. Uh, but next week we will have an episode, and then after on Wednesday or Thursday, and then uh, Friday. Next week, Obi-Wan comes out, so there might be two episodes next week. Exciting. Be, yes. I know, I'll be oh, tuning shoot. in. That's we right, that comes should. out next Friday. Wow. Whew, we're real close. Jeez, I didn't even notice. That's yeah, pretty exciting. I'm that surprised. is fun stuff. Tweet at us, let us know if how hyped you are for the Obi-Wan show. I mean... And obviously, as we said before, if you think the Separatists were right, wrong, or just in between... Well, definitely, yeah. Tweet at us just all the time. I mean, I'm, I just love talking Star Wars. So if you guys want to say anything at all, I will have a conversation with you. I swear, I have a conversation. I, with and you. I, I may try and make my personal account. If I, I would treat. appreciate if someone <laughs> defended me, but um, you know that'll never happen. So can't. Probably because you you're wrong. Like the fan, if you hate I, the I feel like your dad would get blocked on Twitter. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank uh, Ben for tuning or joining us on this episode again. Um, well, probably thank won't you be so the much last for having time. me. And, uh, I would hope it's not the last time. Well, I don't know. Judging by how these go every time, maybe it is. <laughs> Why you don't like getting teamed up on about? Like, Sounds like Landon's angry because he doesn't understand episodes. All right, I'll I'll dial it back next time. No, I don't all right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. I can feel your anger. Your anger makes you stronger. Bail Organa's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs>